welcome welcome everyone to cut the curve episode 11 where i interview moguls mentors and entrepreneurs i'm flip man flip arizona flip in arizona the past 23 years and today i wanted to welcome kevin ramirez out of miami florida welcome kevin thank you thanks for having me so it's awesome to have you on here so kevin is a uh in the third phase or one of the three phases of airbnb he does the airbnb management short-term management um and we're going to go into what he does today and where he's come from so just wanted to open that up kevin and ask you you know a little bit about your background did you uh come up the traditional way did you go to college you have entrepreneurial influences what was your story like coming up in the uh now from where you are today right uh well first and foremost man i'm super excited to be here on cut the curve i appreciate uh you asking me to be on flip for sure um just a little fun fact Absolutely. just a little fun fact this is actually my first ever podcast that i'm and that i'm a guest because oh, well thank you yeah I'm yeah honored. yeah so I'm so glad that uh this is opening the door for many more for you so that's yeah. super dope yeah yeah so i was i was super excited i was telling my wife today i was like oh man i'm gonna be a, a guest on a podcast so I'm, I'm usually the host so i i don't uh -huh. you know so this so is a, now you're in the different seats over there right 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 i'm, I'm in the hot seat <laughs> um <laughs> so uh yeah just a little bit about myself um uh born and raised in miami florida um two uh two immigrant parents uh both uh venezuelan uh, they brought me over here from uh, from Venezuela uh, in my mom's womb. She was six months uh, when she hopped on a plane and came over here in, in 1987. And I was born January 17th, 1988 in Miami, Florida. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, and, you know, because I am first-generation American, they named me Kevin Bryant Ramirez. So they try to give me the most American name, and then they just slapped, they just slapped Ramirez behind it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the my whole life, uh, you know, is really based around um, them giving me a better opportunity here in the United States, uh, and you know, I'm trying to live up to that. Talk to, talk to me about that because again, um, my grandparents are also immigrants from Eastern Europe, and. Uh, Man, it's it's not the easiest easiest path, right? For immigrants coming to a new country, right. don't speak the language, don't maybe they weren't educated. I I know my grandfather had like a sixth grade education. So, yeah. and at the end of his life, though, he was an entrepreneur and he he was very successful because the work ethic was there. So, talk to me a little bit about that because um, it's right fairly fresh. I mean, that's not that long ago that you're parents came over to the United States. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was it was truly blessed, was truly blessed to have uh, the childhood that I had because, uh, you know, I learned so much from from my parents. And, you know, they were my, my dad was was uh, pretty well educated in his uh, homeland, which is Venezuela. He, he uh, even uh, he had a law degree and he was he actually worked for uh, the equivalent to the White House over there, um, and he was a uh, director of personnel, um, which I, I think is like chief of staff. If I think that's the equivalent, 
um, at one point uh, for for one of the campaigns that he he had worked uh, so he was into politics and all that stuff and uh, you know country took a wrong turn and he you know that's why he ended up coming over here but here he couldn't use his law degree you know he couldn't use all that experience that he had so he had to start from scratch all that education right yeah. all the education he had to start from scratch and uh, but you know here I think it's when he really took that entrepreneurial route where he uh, he had he did everything here from um, you know from construction uh, to painting houses to um, eventually he ended up in, uh, in doing immigration services uh, so kind of in the same you know legal route uh, he was helping uh, people uh, in you know that uh, basically get their papers for in their green cards and things like that for immigration uh, and then he ended up doing that for 20 something on years um, and uh, it, it was it was really you know nice to see the importance that he put on his family uh, once you know once we mm. once we were uh, of age that you know we wanted to go and do certain activities you want to play sports and stuff like that my dad was always my baseball coach since uh since i was little um and he had this this rule that he would just work from nine to three and after three o'clock it was you know it was the kids time um so uh it was it was beautiful to see that that must have been a real that must have been a real gift um was that did you see that when you were a kid kevin because um a lot of children don't have that uh, from both parents working all the time and then the kids are pretty much raised in daycare or with you know gymnastics coaches whatever activities so they don't see their parents but a few hours and that's maybe to eat and go to sleep yeah you know when you're a kid it's it's uh, it just seems normal to you you know it just seems normal to you that, that your parents is, uh -huh. are always around um, and and then even you know when those uh, those crazy uh, adolescent years you don't you know you you really don't appreciate it uh but then you get to a certain point in your life uh and for me it was around like the, you know the mid-20s where where i looked back and i was like wow like wow that's special you know that yes that is that is very special mm -hmm. and for me kevin and for a lot of the viewers out there real estate is that vehicle where you could say hey i'm only going to work till three today because right. i want to go coach my son i want to go watch mm -hmm. my daughter at her recital mm -hmm. i want to go volunteer in junior achievement or whatever so mm -hmm. that was a very conscious effort on my part because i wanted to do that when i had children so that's one of the biggest reasons i got into real estate because i saw that you know you work hard at these hours but then the most important thing once you have kids is being present for your children mm. so that's amazing yep. that you had that gift from you know an immigrant father who you know that's a i mean how scary is it coming to a, another country where you don't know anything yeah like that that's a big accomplishment that he 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 was able to work in something he loved right. and then also be there for his kids so yeah that's that's amazing and and again that's why we've got to spread the word about the the Airbnbs, yes. the passive income. Yes. Like I know your wife recently uh, quit her nine to five to yep. to stay at home. I don't know if she's helping you in the business, but like yeah. there's a lot of benefits of 
setting things up the right way and having that passive income yeah 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 it's it was definitely uh like i said a blessing to see that um from my parents and uh and that was always our goal my my wife and i's goal from the start you know um and even me before i even met my wife that was that was always my goal uh to you know i, I really loved the entrepreneurial route that 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 he took it it just called me you know and i had a bunch of odd jobs so you mm -hmm. you saw you saw that example in the house right the mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial spirits uh right but not all, all people are fortunate to to have that model right in the home maybe their parents you know worked the traditional nine to five for 30 years so right it's, you know it's just it's just a difference right 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 and and it's uh it's it, I think it's a big difference, right? It's a big difference. There's a big uh, mind shift change that you need to have when you when you decide to go the entrepreneurial route. Um, but uh, you know, I would say from my experience with with my parents, it's just the the why was very clear to me once once I started um, you know searching this this entrepreneurial route because when I saw it in my dad. And the time he spent with his kids, when I started appreciating it, right after 20, you know, 23, 24, I was like, whoa, like that's what I want for me and my wife and my future kids, right? Like that's that's what I that's want. That's amazing, right? And and to think that far in advance, mm -hmm. I feel like we have to plan our lives, like design our lives, right? Otherwise, someone else is going to design them for you. So exactly, you could either take two paths. You you come up with a stri strategic plan and mm -hmm. stick to it and just keep going, or you fall back into doing, you know, someone else's plan and making them rich. So for me, it was the the other route where I yeah I only had one way to go, and that was um <laughs> figure this out yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, yeah and you, it, the the mentors come right along with it mm -hmm. but you as the individual have to have a plan like mm -hmm. you can't expect that mentor to do anything for you right unless you do for yourself in the first place you got to show that you're you're willing you're you're showing up mm -hmm. like there's so many things that as a student you have to make yourself available to learn and right. um, i know all the guys and gals on the podcast said how can those people just learning add value to you know someone that's been doing it a long time and mm -hmm. and and come at it from a different perspective like right if they really want to learn and there's a lot of people that want to learn but you have to think at it out of sight the box how can I work for someone and provide value mm -hmm. and it always works. If you know where, what you want to do, where you want to go, get with people crushing it and yep. be around their circle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something, so. something I said, I said, you know, it, I, I, I think I took the, uh, the, the, the longer route too, cause it took me a while to figure out that, um, you know, I needed a mentor or something like that because I, you know, I, once at, at 24, when I when I finally realized I'm like I'm gonna do uh, this entrepreneurial thing, right? I I uh, you know it it took me 10 years. It took me 10 years before I, I finally found something that that you know I, I always say it was it was a 10 year overnight success, right? Like it's just it I, 10 years and 10 different businesses. I I, I did probably things like I did uh, social media. I did um, I even had a a uh, 
a CPR. I, I was doing CPR classes with my brother at one point. Like, it, okay. it, there's big, big spectrums. I, I even had a, I had a paralegal degree, so I, I did some paralegal services as well, like freelancing, so many things. And it wasn't until real estate, it wasn't until real estate, till I, till I got into real estate that I learned how powerful a a um, a mentor is because you see that so much in, in real estate and uh, you know I, I always tell my my listeners on on my podcast that uh, and and you know the people that reach out to me that hey it's, it's like you said like if you can work for somebody uh, you know I, I, I deal with management so one of the biggest obstacles that that uh, the people that, uh, my audience has is I don't have the experience right I don't have the experience to become a property manager and i'm like yeah well but you can you know there's property managers everywhere you know you can go work for that person you can go uh, be an understudy for that person be of value for that person learn the ropes 100%. right yep. learn the ropes and then go out on your own like why are you being held back by that limitation of yes of no it's no experience false, it, it's a false limitation it's mm -hmm. one that is just limiting a belief but like again there's so many opportunities guys out there because everyone needs help like mm -hmm. i know my team needs help your team probably needs help yep. like <laughs> and it doesn't have to be like 40 hours it could just be you know you need maybe 10 20 hours a week mm -hmm. from someone right. reach out to kevin reach out to me whoever mm -hmm. and that drive showing them the showing us the that they have initiative mm -hmm. that that means a lot so yeah the opportunities are out there guys the other one i hear quite a bit from um just investors that are brand new is we don't have the money mm. to invest that's a big and one yep it's it's a giant mindset it's a mindset so in my career 23 years kevin it's always been like i didn't have the money to start mm -hmm. but guess what i had a vision i right. had a plan right. so what i would do is lock down the property mm -hmm. and then i have three or four exit strategies but i always knew guys that the property was the most desirable thing at a discounted rate so right. figure out you know how to lock up a property and then you may jv with someone that has the the capital mm -hmm. so don't let that experience, don't let the money mm -hmm. not push you in where you want to go or deter you from going there. So, mm -hmm. and failure is great, Kevin. I right. am a firm believer. Yes. In, you know, I, I believe the traditional school system growing up, they don't teach us how to fail. So yeah. once you get in the real world, then you fail and like, some people can't take failure, so they go back to a safe, secure nine to five. But I, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure I'll fail a lot more. But again, um, now I have the experience and I have the confidence to ask for help. So yes. I think that's another thing. Mm -hmm. When we're new, sometimes we may be like, oh, is that going to be a dumb question? question or is he gonna right you know so we got to take our ego out of it understand everyone starts from not knowing anything so yeah um, yep. educate yourself and you know there's so many ways to learn in this real estate business and uh, yeah like i said 
failing. We, we have more, it's just that I would just look at as an experience. For example, um, the state real estate exam is not the easiest. So yeah. when realtors take that test, um, they may fail the, the school or the state, but you could keep taking it. Right. And again, I talked to someone last night, it didn't go well. They took a long delay because they were always having success at school and sports. And right. so once they got hit with that failure, mm. they just stopped. And I was just trying to encourage you guys, encourage others that if you really want it, yes. failure is going to be part of our, our game. Yes, 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 yes. You you hit it right on the nail. Uh, are, you, are you a baseball fan, Flip? I collected a lot of baseball i'm a sports fan okay basketball is my number one but i do yeah. like uh the numbers i'm a numbers guy. yeah yeah i i love uh i love basketball that's what i watch i don't watch much baseball but i did play baseball since i was uh four years old uh and one thing okay one thing if i can if i can throw it a baseball reference here is one thing that i i learned from uh my time in baseball i played played about 20 years in baseball um ended up you know playing high school and college and uh, baseball is one of the sports that you fail the most, okay? Um, so, uh, you know, pretty blessed to have seen, uh, to, to have experienced that, that much failure uh, in my life for, t for 20 years. Like, and, and, and you can fail the most, but you can still be, you know, um, one reference that I always use about failure is in baseball, you know, if you if you can hit the ball three times out of ten, all right, you can be in a Hall of Famer, right? If you can, if man, yes, I was just thinking about that. Three out of ten makes you a three hundred hitter. You make a three hundred hitter. A three hundred hitter yeah. is a Hall of Fame hitter, guys. It means that you're failing seven times out of ten. You know, but if, yeah. if you just hit those three, yeah. you can be a Hall of Famer, and that and that's how I always think of failure. Like that's a great great analogy yeah yeah that's how i always think of failure and and now uh you know i seek the failure i want to fail fast and i want to fail often uh because that's how i grow that's how i grow to the next level um that's great advice for people just getting in the game because how are you gonna learn you i've knocked on doors i've got doors slammed mm -hmm. in my face i've but i you know Same. <laughs> when i was selling photocopiers guys yeah. <laughs> when i was selling photocopiers Everyone saw a photocopier salesman back in the day. So what I would do, Kevin, mm -hmm. it wasn't about them telling me no. It was about how many business cards can I collect. So right. I made it a game between me and myself and the business cards. Like I, yeah. I didn't even know like that person. You know, I was cordial, nice, but let me get your business card. Right. I knew it was a numbers game, just like baseball, just like whatever we do. Right. We got to keep at it, and um, yeah. without. Well, I would say this, like, give yourself grace, though. Don't expect to learn the property management, learn mm -hmm. the Airbnb business overnight. Mm -hmm. You need to give yourself ample time, whether it's a six month, a year, right. two years. You know, it took me two and a half years and then I went full time into flipping, but I had to get a part time job and yeah. just to pay the bills. So, some, I mean, coming up. You got to do whatever it takes, guys. So yeah. if you really want something, it's there. You just 
the focus, the right. the passion. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of. Uh, I I guess the hard thing is. I, I'm remembering back, like I was just trying to figure out something that I, would work for me as far as the lifestyle I wanted. Right. And real estate happened to afford that. But there's other things obviously out there that mm -hmm. will bring you passive income and travel and all that. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to be go out and do that and give yourself time. Don't get in and, right. oh, I see these guys making X amount on yeah. Instagram. Well, I'm yeah. sure they worked and worked because right. you have to build the foundation. That's that's the best. My mentor told me like, yeah, build the foundation and yeah. build it strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's why uh, you know I think uh, vision is is so important. You know, it's uh, vision is so important because if yeah. if you're if you're looking. You know, it's it's a different story when you're looking at, uh, like you said on Instagram, these people making money, and then you're like, okay, well, I can get there in three months, right? Uh, it's a different story when you're like, wait, let me take a step back and let me see, you know, let's look at it with a bigger time horizon, right? Let's look at it. Uh, what can I yes. do in one year? What can I do in five years? What can I do in ten years, right? And once you do that exercise and, and, and take a step back and really, you know, uh, find out what you want in your life in the next 10 years, right? Then the decision that you're making today is a lot easier, right? It's a lot easier because you're like, okay, I have 10 years to do this, you know, so let me, let me start, let me start like one, one, one piece at a time, one piece at a time. But, um, so you can start going in that, in that direction. It's, it, it's it's a it's a big 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 uh, um, paradigm shift basically. If if you're looking at it at 100%. if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it at three months, man, you're probably you know you're probably not going to 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 make it right. You're not going to make it if you're th you're like hey I want I want to be at a million in three months versus like okay well maybe I can do it in a year maybe I can do it you know give yourself time That's, for sure. Again, I am in that same realm as you like um goal setting i'm mm -hmm. sure you've set goals but again right. you have to put a time frame on that goal mm -hmm. and you have to be realistic guys mm -hmm. so right don't and again everything is you could break down these things so right. you don't get overwhelmed either so you could chunk things down manage your time i think that was a big thing yeah. for me as a solo entrepreneur how do i manage the time mm -hmm. but talk to me a little bit more kevin because i know you're um you said you were born in the eight late 80s so right. you're a lot of our target audience 20s early late 20s early 30s yeah um shout, shout out to the millennials <laughs> the millennials that's what they're called yes yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so work work with a lot of the millennials and yeah. um teaching them and love working with them because big dreamers. Um, so talk to me about the vision. Like, do you write your vision down? How, like, how did you start doing vision and goal setting yeah. and all that, uh, which comes with being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I could give a, a, um, recommendation of a book, uh, that really changed my life. Uh, it's, uh, it's called traction, by Gino Wickman. I'm not, not sure if you've ever read it. 
I get it on my. Uh, it's on my vanity upstairs, actually. Yeah. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes right. to those books. Yeah. Yes. I, I've been reading. It's like, yeah. So traction, amazing. Right. Yeah. Traction by by Gina Wickman, and uh, it it gave me a different perspective on how to run businesses. Right. Like I said, I failed uh, ten different businesses, ten different, you know, over ten years, and. I, uh, I I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing, you know, day-to-day -day stuff, you know, um, uh, basically putting out fires every single day. And it, it wasn't uh, what I wanted. It wasn't until I read um, Traction, which they talk about the uh, entrepreneurial uh, operating system, uh, where it kind of, you know, it made everything more clear and what my role in my business was. Um, what everybody else's role in my business was, um, you know, people that work for me and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and not only that, but it also teaches you how to set goals, uh, which is one of the most important things. Um, so, uh, and in, in the EOS, it teaches you, you know, you got to do your, uh, your vision once a year, right? And, and there you're setting a 10 year goal, you're setting a three year goal and you're setting a one year goal. Um, and then you're breaking it down to quarterly goals. Um, so uh, ever since I read that book and I actually implemented it in my business, it changed my life because now I'm working, like you said, you, you break it down in chunks. It's a lot easier, right? I can see the 10-year goal, um, and that's super, super exciting, super, super exciting. And that's awesome. Yeah. Right. So you see it up here, but you also see it on paper, and then it exactly. becomes real. Exactly you know it's gonna happen it's just mm -hmm. most of the times when we write things down i look back at my journals kevin and yeah i'm i'm living what i wrote down like 20 years ago mm. so it's, it's oh the that's awesome the, the subconscious yes and, and just staying uh right on track and surrounding yourself with people like-minded mm -hmm. and uh i think that's a big part as entrepreneurs yeah. sometimes um they're like, oh, Kevin, you've changed, which, you know, but like for me at 23, I knew like, okay, I went to college, I had fun, but mm -hmm. now it's time to make money. Right. Like, yeah. So a lot of people that were still doing the same thing, we kind of cut ties because I was all about like securing mm -hmm. the bag, basically the money so I could have a family and support a family. That was a very important thing in my life. And right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's. Yes, yeah, same here. I, I had to um, on on my journey. I've, you know, I've had uh, acquaintances and friends come and go as well. You know, because, um, and it's yeah. and it's not it's not because and that's great, right? It's it's not because uh, you, you know, you learn from each experience, right, right, right. And it's not because yeah. they, you know, they, they were, um, you know, that I didn't like them, that we had a fight or anything like that. It's just, you know. You have to you have to surround yourself with 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 um, people that are going to support you, people that are like minded, people that are going in that same direction as you. Because uh, if if you don't, then you kind of get sucked into another world that you probably don't want to be in, right? And um, um, I just right. think uh, for me, you start talking about low energy vibrational things. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. 
I'm not into the low energy. I'm like mm -hmm. thinking about the next project, thinking about the next mm -hmm. partnership, thinking about like how I could help others in the community, mm -hmm. thinking about like yep. how we could start nonprofit. Like yep. I, I, I'm thinking forward where some people, yeah. if they don't have that mindset, guys, so mm -hmm. that's why it's so important. Turn off that TV. Yeah. Get, I mean, if you come over, YouTube is playing like I'm wealthy, uh, all these affirmations that's awesome i got all the tvs <laughs> turned on to like affirmations guys that yes. even now like yeah. and i i still i got a far way to go mm -hmm. so like if you're not always stretching mm -hmm. i mean that's that's you you stagnate yeah it's stagnation and then that's when things set in so you just like about when you're lifting weights you're, right. you're you know growing stretching breaking the muscle down and rebuilding and yep same way as our business models where i i don't want to ever like when you build it you're in it but my goal is to eventually not be in the day-to-day -day stuff where it could just run like the wheel and i could be in hawaii like i was or mm -hmm. california and that's the blessing we'll, we'll we'll go into talking more about your journey right as far as your uh airbnb short-term rental yeah. so um I got into it, guys, because of the sustainability. I flipped over a thousand homes, mm -hmm. made a ton of money, made a ton of mistakes, uh, learned a ton. But that was a job, guys, flipping homes and wholesaling. Mm. Both those yep. um, categories in real estate, those are J-O-Bs. You're not over broke. You're doing well financially if you manage your money well. But, like, there's a lot of time. And so... I found Airbnb during the pandemic, right before the pandemic, and yeah. I never looked back because I was like, this, I tried one. I'm like, is this for real? Like, can we make this much money? <laughs> is that the real ROI? Like, a day hell? for one of these properties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, how is this? So <laughs> once, and the fact that it is sustainable, that was a big yeah. turn on for me. I'm like, this is, we're in Hawaii in January, uh, hopefully Florida will come see you in October. Yeah, um, please do. You know, just, just like making money. Yes. So, Hey guys, quick announcement. I just launched my new passive income accelerator course. In this course, you'll learn how I built my Airbnb portfolio to 10 properties and growing while amassing three to $5,000 per property per month. If you want to learn more, go to piaaccelerator.com slash go and sign up for the early bird special. And now back to the podcast. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, you read the like the real estate. Where did that um, come in? Because you said you had 10 other businesses or companies or things that didn't go well entrepreneur mm -hmm. or you learned from them right 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 so how did the real estate how did that all come about okay so uh all right the, the way i got into real estate um so i kind of got thrust into into real estate uh and you know i so uh, you know this story is kind of a little hard to talk about but um my so in 2017 uh, was uh, my parents had a car accident, um, uh, both my mom and my dad, and they passed away. Uh, my dad passed away on the scene. My mom uh, survived him by three days, and 
Uh, she ended up uh, dying in the hospital. And, uh, you know, during his lifetime, he was able to, to accumulate, uh, you know, like a, a, a probably like four properties uh, that uh, we were able to inherit. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I always wanted to get into real estate. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, maybe later down the road when I have money, I'm going to buy it and I'll buy and buy it, whatever, you know. Right, right. A lot of people think like that, right? Right. Down the road and 20 years goes, you, you didn't do it. Right, right, right. But for me, I inherited them. And then I had, okay. I had these properties that I was like, I have no idea what to do with them. Um, and some of them weren't in the greatest condition, like even the house that we lived in, uh, you know, my dad was, was, uh, quote unquote, a handyman. So he would just do all the repairs himself. And, uh, sure. so we, when we went to go sell, we were like, man, uh, you know, my dad wasn't as handy as we thought he was. Cause he did all these things <laughs> that I was like, right. I, I've been yeah, in those houses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, so we had to, you know, it was time to, to figure it out. Let's figure it out. And, uh, you know, thankfully me and my brother, uh, you know, we, we had interest in real estate. So, uh, we started taking courses and this is when the mentorships come in. Right. And we started taking courses. The first course I took was, um, elite legacy it was rich dad, poor dad. Um, uh, his, uh, uh, uh you know, Robert Kiyosaki's, Mm -hmm. um, educational line and you know I learned everything from flipping to wholesaling to you know rental properties to um, you know even uh, sell finance all that stuff and uh, and then you know I started I started with trying to wholesale and and then uh, went into flipping in in Florida well for me in my experience I, I'm pretty sure if I if I would have you know kept going uh, probably, you know, I would have seen success like probably two or three years down the road because there's a lot of competition right, down here right. in, in Florida. Um, uh, so you have to have a big budget down here from my experience. Um, but, uh, but I ended up, uh, uh, learning about Airbnbs, right. And, was that uh, in it the was rich still pretty, um, was so in the rich, or was that, uh, no, no, they, it was just starting to come into the to rich that um, oh. it, right. This was in this was in early 2018. So they were just they were talking about like, oh, we're going to start a short term rental course. If you guys want to join up, they were trying to see the traction of how many people wanted to actually learn about it. Um, uh -huh. So but I ended up buying a, a separate course uh, and I, I bought uh, the B&B formula <clears throat> by uh, Brian Page. And, uh, you know, he, where he, he teaches, uh, arbitrage, he's probably, he's probably one of the biggest courses out there and, uh, very great. You know, I, I learned a lot, uh, from that course, especially the fundamentals of actually running, uh, an Airbnb. And, uh, and then I learned arbitrage and I started, I started doing, uh, arbitrage in, uh, in 2018, I was working as a paralegal at the time. Okay, I was learning. I was learning real estate. I was trying to do, you know, the flipping on on the side, and then I finally found the uh, BNB formula. But I still had my my paralegal job, and uh, I ended up uh, sending a direct mail campaign to uh, houses that I that I wanted to uh, get as Airbnb rental arbitrage, right? As arbitrage, uh, and at that time man, the, the response rate was insane, insane, insane. Like I, I was getting calls. Yeah. I, I, I was working at, at, at my job. Your, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. So 
real quick, um, Kevin, mm-hmm. when you say the ins- uh, response rate was insane, because mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of people starting to wholesale or trying to learn wholesale. Right. And their experience is just the opposite with response rate, because I don't, you know, so tell me more about like how that went with your reaching out and how you did that with um, arbitrage. Right. So I, I didn't send the big mailer. I didn't send the big mailer. Um, you know, I, I basically uh, from the from what I learned from the course, I, I basically wrote out a letter that that explained the benefits of of arbitrage and uh, and I put it into a letter. Right. And I basically I handwritten. I, I did handwriting um, envelopes and everything. Right. Uh, put them in bought the freaking uh the stamps and everything did them all myself i just sent them out i probably i probably sent out like 500 letters uh and i ended up getting uh three rental arbitrages from that um uh from that my, small 500 from, from that small 500 sh- yes which is 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 nothing as as you as as you know like uh, i i don't remember the exact response rate because it was you know four years ago um but okay. but uh I, you know, I remember there was, there was a lot of calls. There was a lot of calls, uh, for it. Um, you know, out of, out of 500, I would say, I mean, the typical response rate for direct, direct mail, it, it's, it's typically like 1%. Um, you know, I, I probably got out of 500, I, I was probably like around 30 calls or something like that, that I got. Um, so yeah. I, I, you know, I was higher, uh, I was closer to three to 5%. Um, so, which is, it's, it's not, that was your first it's pretty campaign? hard. Was that, that was my first, first campaign. First campaign. Your... My first and wow. my, my, my first, yeah. Yeah. My first and only campaign for rental arbitrage. Cause then, so, so my story was that, you know, I got, I got these three, like right off the bat and I was like, you know, I, now I'm, I'm now I'm in a paralegal uh, job, right. For working 40 hours. Uh-huh. I have three properties that had just signed. They're empty properties. So now right, I, I have right. to, I have to, uh, uh, you know, build furniture. I have to, you know, put up the artwork. I have to buy the linens. I have to, um, I have to find, I have to find the cleaner, wow. right? I have to find the cleaner. I don't have a cleaner. I don't like all these, so, all these different things. I have to do licenses. Wow. Like, I, like, I, I don't know. So, so now I'm like, you know, I had to make a decision. Like, do I stay in my job or do I go, you know, you know, quit my job and go uh, take care of these, uh, these rental arbitrages right and can, can yeah. you tell kevin can you tell the viewers i mean some people may not be familiar with yeah. arbitrage on the show can you explain you know obviously the first thing you could get in and own your own airbnb or short term mm-hmm. but the second thing is the arbitrage model and can you explain that a little bit in layman's terms and how that works sure 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 yeah um i always say in uh in airbnb there's three ways to to get uh you know to get a listing is number one is owning uh number two is arbitrage and number three is management um if we're talking about arbitrage arbitrage the simplest way to say it is uh you it's when you rent a property from an owner all right and ask them if it's okay for you to run an Airbnb from that property. Okay. So, um, you know, I would never do an arbitrage without having permission from, from the, uh, from the owner, uh, and also put it in your lease. You know, we would do a, 
uh, an addendum to our lease uh, where it says, you know, the owner is okay with us doing a short-term rental. Um, so one of the questions we get a lot, um, Kevin, is HOAs or stratas as they call them in Canada, but right. HOAs in the United States. Mm -hmm. So when you first got these three off the bat, mm -hmm. I'm sure you were like super excited, but yeah. now you're like, Oh my goodness. What am I? This is a lot. This is overwhelming. Like, right. holy, I didn't know I was going to get three at once. Right. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. is like, did you check out the rules, the CCNRs of these properties or did you just, like, yeah. how did you get to know for sure that you were allowed to yeah. do Airbnbs? Yeah. So uh, Brian Page's course spoke a little bit about it, uh, about HOAs. We stay away from HOAs when it comes to when it comes to arbitrage. Um, but uh, I was also uh, blessed to have a, a mentor at the time, which was uh, a, a local property manager. Right. We were just talking about this right now, right earlier. You know, right, right. I, I was able to meet a, a, a local property manager at a local meetup, a networking event, and uh, we hit it off and, you know, he liked my vibe. I liked his vibe. And we were you, we just keep talking Airbnb all the time. Right. And uh, and then he uh, he was gracious enough to to teach me. Right. To teach me. And I would I would call him and say, hey, you know, before I sent my mailer out, I asked him, like, what should I be looking at? What criteria should I be looking for? Right. Um, when I make my list and uh, my direct mail list and all that stuff. Um, so and that was one of the things that he said, you know, stay away from HOAs because HOAs, most of them, you know, 95 percent of them don't allow short term rentals. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's very it's very, very rare. It's, they're more they're, it's more and more likely, especially if you're looking at like uh, in Miami. Uh, there's there's a bunch of uh, new condos that are going up that they see the potential short-term rentals and so now they are allowing it um, so it's more and more uh, becoming a thing but still I would say nine you know 90 to 95 percent of them don't allow it so when I sent my mailer I was looking for more uh, you know areas that didn't have uh, any association at all um, which you know there's a bunch of neighborhoods everywhere across oh, yeah. the, across so the United States you that you can do that your you defined your search and then you knew who you were targeting. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you get these three and you're like, yeah. all right, I need to put in like all the furniture. I need to buy yeah. the linens. Yeah. I need to buy all the supplies. Like, right. How did, like, how did that like come up? Like, how did you feel? And like, what was going through your, your mind? And it sounds like it was just you doing it or did you have some help with your brother and your wife or, I had no help. I had no, no help. Uh, my, my, my wife has always been, yeah, my wife has been always been extremely supportive. Um, and you know, she, she was there with me a couple of times when we were building furniture, but, um, but I, I, I had no help. Yeah. You know? Like I didn't have anybody working for me or anything like that. So, uh, you know, me and my wife had to make a decision. Like, you know, I, I honestly, I said she's super, super supportive, and I was like, you know, I'm I was miserable on my job. I I've, I'm the worst employee you can ever have, worst employee you can ever have. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur for you know, for God's sakes, like you can, right, right, you know, right. I, so I mean, I that like I yeah. am this like just as far as being an employee, like again, rich dad, def, rich dad, poor dad has a great mm -hmm. book for you guys who haven't uh, read it or listened to it, but 
the four quadrants. I mean, so I knew when I read that yeah. book, you know, what quadrant I was wanting to hit. You want, like exactly being an employee was just like a no, no. I was like, ah, I couldn't yeah. imagine being an employee. I'd be the worst employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's that was my case too. I was like, I, I am the worst employee, man. I was I was taking phone calls in my job from the direct mail campaign. You know, I was, hey, I'm going to the bathroom and, I, and I'll be here like, hey, hey, yes, yes, I can write your property, yes, you know. Um, but th yeah. that that's fun stuff when you're creating from scratch, uh, right? Yes, like, awesome. So for me, just creating something out of nothing, like mm -hmm. it's, it's one day of vision and writing, next thing you're taking one achievable step yep. that day, taking one step of action, mm -hmm. next thing you know you get these three properties and yep that's in 2019 you said uh that was 2018 2018 so 18. Uh, okay yeah 2018 um probably early uh probably spring of 2018 and uh so so what happened next is was i i uh i ended up i ended up deciding to quit you know i, I decided to quit because i said this is too much work i don't have anybody to help me i gotta go do it myself and I'm not going to be able to do this when I'm working 40 hours a week. Um, there was, it was in, I lived in, more, in Miami, and the, the properties were in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and How far is so that? So that's, that's about 40 minutes from, from me. So okay. you know, I had to be driving back and forth, and if I was working a 40-hour job, I was like, this, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, you know, right. It's going to take me months just to get the property set up, and I need to get this thing up like now. So I uh, ended up quitting so my job. Loca hmm? loca location, Kevin, that's what I always talk to. We do have students in the passive income auxiliary right. course and right. helping them get their first property. So location, not only a great location mm -hmm. for the property once you start the business, but right. also a great location for you to get your first Airbnb as close to home. I'm right. a firm believer in that, yeah. at least for your first couple, yeah. and then get the foundation because you're going there quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, especially uh, whenever we get any listing, uh, you know, it's the biggest, uh, the most work is is property setup. For for me, is is just the property setup because you need to you need to make sure that property setup correctly, um, so you don't have any headaches, um, you know, when it, once it's live. And uh, obviously, I didn't know this back then, but um, you know, we ended up going to. Hey, man, you yeah. you. You jumped in and yeah. hats off to you because, yeah. again, once you do one in any type of fix and flip wholesale, right. I mean, you did three off the bat. So I'm sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. the opportunity just opened up. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we did those three. Um, but, you know, after, after, after I quit, we actually got um, uh, we got two more after that. Um, okay. and this was within like a two uh, month span. Uh, wow. so I, I had, I had just finished setting up, uh, the, the three, and then I got two more out of referrals, right? Cause a couple of people learned, heard about what I was doing and, uh, and, and, and they hit me up, right? They said, Hey, you know, I'll rent my property to you. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, I ended up, I ended, I ended up getting two more. And uh, so at that point we had five, uh, and you know it was probably the, t the the hardest two two months of of of, uh, of my career because I had no idea what I was doing and I had just do dove in. Thankfully I had the property manager. I just I, I think I got annoying to him because I just kept calling him like, hey, what how to do this? How do I do that? 
uh, mentorship, you know, uh, thankfully he was gracious enough. And then, right, right, right. And then, and then, uh, once we got after, after we got those five and, and this is where, you know, the mentorship even gets even, uh, even better was, uh, you know, I probably ran those for like eight months or my relationship with that property manager became even closer and eight months after, right. This is still in the first year of my, of my career. Um, in 2018, he's like, Hey, you know, I have this 10 unit building that we that we want to arbitrage yeah that we that we want to arbitrage and i was like okay uh okay that why are you telling me <laughs> and he's like well i want I, I want you to partner with me i was like oh crap like all right this this just got real right so so um uh ended up we ended up doing the deal in uh and this was december 2018 okay just to give you some time, were, time let for me here. ask you this mm -hmm. let me ask you this real quick kevin yeah. were those five other ones running and making money for you yeah yeah so this is eight months into it so i had already set up all those properties they were making money um i was happy man i was happy uh right. i had i didn't set up the properties as as good as i can so yes i was going there a lot i was going there all the time okay, okay. um and that's yeah. that's why we're hoping to help others right from cut the curve like right let's learn from kevin exactly mistakes. let's learn from flips mistakes mm -hmm. so hopefully they're tuning in watching like yeah what wouldn't you do or what would you have done differently? Like, cause you were, you said you were going back and forth all the time to those five. Yeah. Uh, number one, like, oh, man, so, I mean, I made so many mistakes, you know? Um, I, I, yes. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, I guess from, from how we do it now and to how I do how we did it back then, number one, like I, I really set up those properties for, I mean, I was I was asking for parties, you know. Um, I set up the properties with as many beds as possible. Um, uh -huh. You know, I had I had a three bedroom uh, house one time that I think we put I think we put uh, two bunk beds in one room, um, and then I had another I had two queens in the other two rooms, and then I had a pull out couch, and I had a and I had a and then I had a um, also a, one of those sofa beds. And, and, you know, we, we said like, this is a three bedroom house with a, with, with a backyard. It wasn't that big of a house. And, uh, and then I, and then I listed it as, oh, uh, it was called sunset place party house or something like that. So, so, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was, that's what you attract then when right. you have that title party right. house, like I'm sure you, yeah. You, you probably did a bunch of bookings, but then yeah. like, I had a, they, like, yeah, I, yeah, I had a, a, I mean, that place was booked all the time, but man, so many damages, so many damages. Cause you know, big, big groups were coming in that, that were just there to party because that's what my, that's what my list, I mean, listing Fort attracted. Lauderdale, right, like, right, right. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that far away from the beach too. It was probably like 10, 15 minutes from the beach. So, um, you know, I had a, I put a little pool in the back too. I put like a, uh, um, uh, what's, what's my called above ground pool. And, okay. uh, so it was, it was very nice. You know, I didn't, I did it nice and, uh, but people came there to party, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that. Now we, you know, we try to minimize the amount of guests. Um, and, uh, another, another uh, thing that we didn't do was, uh, we didn't have the, the, um, the correct amount of linens at the time. So, 
uh, always like people asking me for more linens or uh, I had to buy new linens because ones got damaged and stuff like that. So that's one thing that that um, I didn't do correctly. Uh, and and then I didn't have a great cleaner. You know, I didn't have a great cleaner that I think that's that's, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's one of the biggest ones that I that I did. Um, it took me a long time to find a good cl cleaner uh, because and, and they're your eyes and ears. Yep. I would say. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, Kevin. Eyes and ears, you're traveling with your family, you're mm -hmm. out of country or whatever, so right. you really need them to be diligent, thorough in what they see, what they report back to you. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. Um, I went through like three cleaning crews and just I try to always give them the benefit of the doubt. But again, it has to be high level mm -hmm. it has to be done on time right so all these things guys have to be met so you may go through a few before you find the gem and we have a uh, a group that's been with this for over a year now and like yeah you know they're 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 amazing so yeah. that's an important part of your team same with the handyman mm -hmm. so right what i'm hearing you say kevin is um you didn't really have the systems in place mm -hmm. 100%. You grew too fast with the arbitrage because right. it sounds like it's pretty easy to grow fast with arbitrage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, even still to this day, to this day, flip like we have uh, Airbnb still on it's on its baby stages, man. We we're only on our fourteenth yes, year, totally. only on our fourteenth year, infancy stages. infancy stages, and and uh, you know what I'm telling people right now is like. If if you're looking to get into Airbnb, you need to start now because right now is the land grab. Okay, right now is yes. the land grab. Right yes. now is when yes. everybody's you, trying to get these things. So, and you don't want to look back, guys, and say, "I wish I would have" or right. "I should have." Or right. is the market gonna fall off the planet? Like we're mm -hmm. hearing a lot of, you know, understanding the market is important, but like. Mm -hmm you can't wait guys it's not like if rentals are going to always be good for we're, we have a shortage of housing right affordable housing the rental market is you know there's not enough buildings right now to support all the tenants right. so you're you're doing a great service to yourself guys if you get in now because who knows what's going to happen in two five years capitalize on the market now right get one though i'd say get one instead of five or three yes yeah unless you have like the bandwidth because again yeah you know you were probably pulling your hair out and very stressed yeah and... yeah because once you get to that point it's like uh you know, you know when you grow too fast and you don't have your systems down then you know uh, you know, in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I was like, I need to build my systems, but I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time to do it. Right, because you're you're in the because I'm in the business. You're not working on the business. You're in the day to day grind. So right. I had that all the time with uh, fix and flips. Like that's again, that's why I turned to Airbnb, built the systems. Now understood how to build them and yeah. took time to build them right by where I live in the state of Arizona. But guess what? We're ready to go to other states, but I didn't want to expand too fast. Mm -hmm. I hear it all the time from a lot of experts in the space is like, 
we grew way, especially with property management with mm-hmm. Airbnb. Right. We grew in all these different states, mm-hmm. but we couldn't service all these clients and, yeah. you know, word of mouth, uh, right. ratings mean a lot, guys. So mm-hmm. just, you know, pace yourself, make right. sure the first one is top notch. You get a mentor, you follow mm-hmm. myself, follow Kevin, anyone online that's doing YouTube, yes. Airbnb. Because there are strategies that are are taught, but again, guys, you have to do it. You can't, we're not going to be saying, hey, hey, Bob, wake up. It's time to go make some phone calls and (laughs) do some mailers. So, right. (laughs) Arbitrage works um, and the systems have to be in place to to get there. So, from that, obviously, we had the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You had that 10 unit apartment building right. you took down so now you are part of 15 properties during the pandemic oh my god yes um so right this is where it gets interesting like i i uh december we took down the the 10 unit right and uh you know by by january we had about nine units up we were still working on one more um had an amazing january 2019 had an amazing February 2019. The numbers were looking amazing. Um, and we were just, you know, uh, on a high. And then, uh, you know, right. our, I'm sure you're right, making our, printing money. Right, right, right. Our occupancy rates at, at 95% because that uh, during those time, our, our high season is from uh, January to about May here. Um, okay. So... You know, January, February, we're we're in high season. We're making we're making loads of cash. Ninety-five percent. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Ninety-five percent. Um, we obviously had our property manager had been doing it for um, the property manager mentor. He had been doing it for a while, so he had you know systems to book it and all this stuff. So uh, we were doing great. And then uh, March came, and uh, and COVID, you know COVID happened. Uh, oh, yeah. So we went from ninety-five percent to zero percent virtually it was literally three days flip three days okay because uh everybody remembers um whoever was an airbnb at that time remembers that uh that email the infamous email that uh that airbnb sent and they said anybody who has uh a a reservation can cancel with no uh penalty yes yeah yeah and i at that time only had Mm -hmm one airbnb but i was about i was an escrow for another five mm, and yeah obviously when march hit it's like yeah and it guys that was like the financial collapse of 2000 not as bad as 2008 2009 because right. the economy shut down for like three years after that right. but again there was a lot of unknowns yes. with that situation right um Thankfully for our property that we have, we have and had at that time by Sky Harbor Phoenix Airport, mm-hmm. we got a lot of traveling nurses. Like wow. we were, yeah. I mean, they were booking three months and they were paying high dollars. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't see yeah. that like you saw where it went to zero because you were mm-hmm. catering to more travelers, yeah. partiers, stuff of that nature. Right, like, right, 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 right. We were we were doing uh, more traveling. We were doing, you know, um, I, th- I think our minimum nightly at that time was like one uh, one night, you know. So we were doing like yeah, as as high turnover rate, um, just for for travelers coming into uh, 
into uh, Florida and uh, you know zero overnight like it just every in three days Man. everybody that that was there was just yeah everybody wow. just messages hey can I get my money back hey can I get my money back and we just had to we had we had no choice um, and then I didn't we didn't get it yeah. we didn't yeah. right we didn't get an inquiry for for the next three months um, but the the biggest uh, you know mistake that I made at that time was uh, that I over leveraged myself um, you know, le looking back at, at that, you know, I just said I, I over leveraged myself because I, w I was so excited, you know, to see the growth that I had that I had um, accomplished that, uh, you know, all the cash that I that I had on hand, I, you know, I used it up and I said, you know, I, it's going so well that there's no way like I can't make this money back. You know, um, I, I was projecting to make my money back in with like six months, you know, it was, it was it, the money that you can get from short-term rentals is, yeah. is a lot. So, so my, I, I, I could, I could tell you this, Kevin, yeah. you learned a great lesson that no one could teach you hundred percent yep. by losing, because again, yeah. now you're way ahead of where you were. Um, and it stinks to go through that, but I'm glad it hit you. And now you're into the traction. You're into this, like, yeah, it sounds like you just like yeah. stepped up from there and like reinvented yourself and stayed in the business because you could have easily said, you know what, I'll go back to um, mm -hmm. doing the, the law firm, the stuff right. that you were doing before that you hated, but mm -hmm. you were probably getting a paycheck. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I always uh, after after that, you know, I was able to cut up my leases. Um, lost a lot of money on the on the on the on the ten apartment building, uh, the ten unit apartment building. Uh -huh. But um, one person that we had met during that that year, they said, you know, um, I know rental arbitrage is probably not a, a good thing for you right now, Kev. But I like how you work, and uh, I want you to manage my place. And I had never done management. I I, I didn't even well. I, I knew that the, there was a property manager, and, and I had learned a little bit about you know how he was how he was getting deals but i i had this limitation of my mind i was like i didn't i don't have the i didn't have the experience to do management at that time um, right, right. but now i had gone through you know a year of doing the rental arbitrage i was like okay i'm feeling more confident let's let's do it um so i i took this one management contract and um started doing uh uh, uh during the time since i didn't know short-term rentals was was you know how how it was gonna keep going you know um or how, how fast it was gonna come back i you know I, I predicted this thing like i knew covid was gonna be around for for a while so i was like man i don't even know if people sure. are gonna be traveling so i ended up uh uh doing partnering uh, in mobile home flips for for a year um with uh some partners you know uh that you know we we're just doing flips we put some money in and we started doing flips and we were getting cash like that uh, but in, uh, I kept looking at this little one unit that I was managing and the numbers are just great. You know, it was insane. Even, uh -huh. even, even, uh, uh, this was probably July or, uh, August of, uh, of 2019 when it started to, to pick back up, uh, which was super fast. Like I, I thought it was going to take forever and, uh, right. Right. And uh, but, you know, as we as we know now, like Airbnb did very well during during COVID. And uh, I saw I kept seeing this this one unit doing doing great. And and then we uh, so last year 
2020, I told my wife, like, hey, you know, this this unit is doing amazing. Like, we need more of these, right? And we need some cash flow. We're doing the we're doing the flips, which, like, you know, it's like you said, it's a job, um, and you're always looking for that next deal, always looking for that next deal. We're like, well, we need yep, we yep. need something that's more stable, um, uh, you know, passive income basically, and uh, that and and uh, recurring income that just comes in every single month. So. Uh, we decided to grow our management business and we went from last year in July was when we when we decided right after the second quarter and we said let's let's actually go for for more management contracts we went from one to uh, nine units in uh, we ended the, the year with nine units um, last year awesome. insane growth right like uh, we were just talking that's about insane. yeah it, right that's amazing so you mm -hmm. threw the through the rough times, you ended up finding your niche that you're doing today, Kevin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it sounds like it's a great way for people who want to get into the business. Yeah. Uh, they one of three ways, like we always talk about, it's either owning arbitrage or property management. Right. And you would you be able to take DMs and questions um, for people looking to get into the property management business? Yeah, yes, 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 100%. Uh, you know, I am I'm available for who, anybody who wants to learn uh, how to manage uh, and how to get management contracts, um, you know, from from uh, if you're just getting started to if you, you know, if you already have your Airbnb portfolio and you just, you know, you want an extra stream of income and learn how to build a, um, a, a management portfolio. Uh, you know, you can DM me. I I have uh, very active on on social media on on Instagram specifically um, at Kevin Bryant online. Uh, Bryant is B R Y A N T, like the basketball player. Kevin Bryant online, uh, and then I also uh, I also just put out a an ebook on uh, and and where I teach awesome. where I teach marketing strategies on how to find more more. Um, uh, management contracts. Uh, we just had a campaign that uh, it's actually I, you probably heard of Bandit Signs. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. So we we did a Bandit Sign campaign. I spent 125 bucks on it. Okay, and uh, we got five units out of that. Okay, 100 100 Bandit Signs. 100 bandit size. So what's that return on your investment? Holy moly. Insane. Guys, get into this business Insane. somehow, some way. Yes. And like Kevin said, yeah. um, when's the best time for someone to get into the business, would you say, Kevin, to let our member audience know again, like, yeah. what would you suggest for someone wanting to get into this business that's mm -hmm. really at the ground level for all the growth that's going to go on the next five, 10 years. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm on a mission to help people, uh, that were, uh, that were, that are in my position. Right. Um, I got hit so hard with, with COVID that I didn't have much money to, to invest. So I couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, you know, I had to take my buying out, out of the picture. I, this just wasn't an option for me. Um, and I've spent the last, you know, three years building my income, uh, my my uh, monthly income again. So we got to the point where my wife was able to quit her job, and and now we're going to build. Uh, we're now building more disposable income so we can start buying again. 
Um, so, but for those of you who uh, are in that position of, of whether you have a nine to five or maybe don't have enough funds to start buying now, or you know maybe just want to wait, uh, management is is huge. You know, management is huge. Um, the land grabs right now, and you know so many people are uh, like flip who are buying houses or um, and building their portfolio. You know, you can be of value for them as a manager, uh, and and be able to, you know, generate, uh, get get a percentage of of the the incredible um, income That's that fair. comes from yeah. from from short term rentals, um, and you know you know be be one of those um, uh, valuable assets for for so many people that there's so much opportunity right now. So, um, and I would say I would say if you if you're getting started, um, you know. Uh, find a mentor. Um, easiest way, I think, is find a local property manager. Um, you can also contact me as well. Um, I can teach. And uh, uh, but I would find a local property manager, you know, and and just uh, work with them. Or uh, one way that I that I would suggest is maybe uh, split a uh, the commission fee, right? Um, if if you have. Yep. Get creative. Right. Get creative. That's a great way to get there. Right. One one thing that I that I offer is, you know, if you're I'm in Florida, right? But I'm always looking to expand and if you know, if I find uh, somebody who's who has that that drive to really build this business, uh, you know, anywhere in the United States, I, I'm willing to to uh, split and, and split that revenue with you. Yep. So you just gave me a thought. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to hop on to uh, PI Accelerator yeah. courses because we have a local community mm -hmm. and we just started our modules. We do uh, nine amazing modules on how to build that Airbnb business from A to Z. Wow. Uh, but the group Zooms are really, really cool because that's where you create community and there's people in the group that probably would like to go the management management route yeah. and learn more about that and i think it's a perfect you know collaboration beautiful where yeah um they they're not doing arbitrage they're not but they're gonna get a lot of interest uh views perspectives on how to do the management and then maybe down the road they get their first airbnb or something so right very similar story before we end kevin okay. um 2008 2009 i had been in real estate for years was making a lot of money market went down i'm like what am i gonna do this is all i know how to do is flip homes the last 15 years or whatever 10. so yeah. i was fortunate enough to meet two women from canada who i had wholesaled some properties to in arizona and they actually were teaching rich dad poor it wasn't rich dad poor dad at the time but he since bought them out wow. and they were teaching Canadians how to invest in the United States. So I was the boots on the ground in Arizona. So I taught a lot of Canadians because again, through the, I'd lost everything and wow. I wanted to stay in the business, but it took me three years to finally be able to do my own fix and flip because I had to JV, I, wow. I had to grow my business. I had right. to pivot though into helping them find deals and source deals. So guys, that's the, the amazing thing with real estate. Mm -hmm. You could always pivot, mm -hmm. you learn and you grow. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's been a great ride and learning now from, from new generation like Kevin and the yeah. millennials out there. And you know, 
you're always adapting. Like I, yep. I didn't meet anyone. Like I knew everyone on in Arizona, but then finally Pace Morby, he's big out here yes. in Arizona. Yeah, I know. We're having lunch. He's like, Flip, you know everyone in Arizona, but you don't know anyone. I'm like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, you got to get on social media. So shout out to him. That's when I got on Instagram and I met yourself. I met great people from all over the country. So yeah. guys, get on Instagram, check it out. Uh, yeah. Get on YouTube, watch videos. Right. It's a it's a different world out there, but it's a it's a fast moving world, and there's so many different ways in real estate to make money. Yes, and I just love it. I'm sure you're gonna love it as you grow the business. But I really enjoyed having you, Kevin. Is there anything in parting that you'd like to share with our cut the curve audience and uh, let them know anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, it's just uh, it's, it's like you said that uh, real estate has so many uh, ways to to make money. Um, as long as long as you can get a little bit creative, like like I said, you you can uh, you can partner with people, um, and uh, like you like you flip say all the time. If you're of value to that person, um, then you're able to to uh, to win in this business, right? And um, you know, just uh, it's it's really about learning from other people that have already been to that um been to where you want to get to um and yeah because 100%. yeah because there, there is no you know real estate university or anything like that it's really it's really a school of hard knocks man you got to get in there and and uh, throw yourself into the yeah. fire and that's how and that's how you learn man so um and if anybody wants to learn Love that. yeah if anyone if, if anybody wants to learn um uh airbnb management you know uh i'm very willing to to learn i'd love to be on on your course flip uh uh three ways to find me Absolutely. if you want to reach out to me uh again uh instagram at kevin bryant online um uh, you can go get my ebook uh www.bnbsidehustle.com and uh last but not least you can go listen to my podcast as well the the bnb professional it's streaming on all all platforms, all major platforms for podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all that stuff. And I'm also on YouTube. So, uh, fantastic. Kevin yeah. Bryant Ramirez, Kevin Bryant Thanks Ramirez for joining us on cut the curve episode 11. Yeah. We'll see you soon. I'll be out to Florida and we can hang out and get some Airbnbs. Ah, oh, man, that will be fun, man. that will be fun. I can't wait. Awesome. Thanks again, Kevin. Thank you. Bye.